Hello, welcome back to the Potentially Podcast. We are co-hosts, Lindsay and Isabel. We've had so much fun the past couple of weeks bringing you guys guests on this podcast, but today and the podcast on Thursday, it is just going to be Isabel and I, and so it'll be nice to just have a conversation between the two of us and just talk to you guys one-on-one. So today, I wanted to review, discuss, give my thoughts on this 35-question guide that I discovered from my friend on Instagram. His name is Chris and his Instagram is the everyday millennial. It's the period everyday period millennial and he has this great Instagram account where he brings you these real world tips that you can use every day in your life to get you on track, to save money, to make sure that you are going to have a better financial situation in the months to come and years to come. And I just love the account because it's really straightforward and the tips that he gives are really user-friendly, straightforward, and I think anyone who is looking for a little guidance in their life, you should definitely go follow him. So he came out with this guide over the weekend where he asks you these 35 questions. It's free, so if you go to his Instagram, you can download it for free. And what I like about it a lot is that it's not I mean, tips are great, but it's not these tips where he's saying you have to do this. He's just posing these questions to you and it's kind of up to you of what do you think? What do you think about these questions and could it help you in your financial situation? So we're not going to go through every single question that he poses. If you want to see the full list, you can head over to his Instagram and download it for free, but we're going to go through some of our favorites and talk about how we implement that in our own life. So he kind of breaks it down by category. So the first category is food and drink. In his food and drink category, one of the first things he asks about is meal prepping and bringing your meal to work with you for lunch if you're working during the day or you could bring a dinner with you if you're working in the evenings. I think this is a really great question to consider because I always try to pack my lunches for work but I see a lot of people I work with who eat out like almost every single day and that can add up super quickly. Yeah and so he asks you can you save money by meal prepping and obviously the the answer is yes you can save money by meal prepping. Um, So the question is can you do it? Are you willing to put in the time and energy to make your lunch so that way you don't have to eat out at work and I think what's really great is that it's kind of perfect timing So there hasn't been that many positives that have come out of everybody being quarantined, but one of the positives is that everyone has had to make a lot more of their food at home, and especially since they're working from home, they're eating lunch at home. And so if you just kind of extend that habit when you go back to work and kind of things return back to normal, I think that would be a really good habit to bring with you, and it's something that could help you save money, and it's just a really easy transition since you've probably already been doing it for the past month. Very true. When I started going back to work, it was so easy to pack my lunch. It didn't even feel like a chore to do it because I've been making my meals every meal for the past two months. Exactly, exactly. The next one that we wanted to talk about was, can I save money by buying essential items in bulk at warehouses? So like Costco or Sam's Club. So I think this is a really good tip if you are somebody who has a large family and needs a lot of products. I don't think this one works as well for my situation and for Isabel's situation just because one, well like I'm living in an apartment so there's not that much room to store extra things so buying in bulk doesn't quite work there and then also I'm just feeding myself and Jacob so 
having all of that extra isn't really necessary, especially since it's going to take up so much of our space in our apartment. And then Isabel is not living in an apartment, but it's kind of a similar situation. It's not a huge house. And again, she's only feeding her and Nick. Yeah, with it just being the two of us, I'm not going to buy any like perishable foods in bulk because it's hard enough to get through the food we buy in normal quantities. I wouldn't mind buying in bulk if it was something like toilet paper or paper goods that will last longer, but then I have to make two trips and uh, the closest stores like that for us are pretty far away. So for us, it probably wouldn't work out that great. But if you're living near one and you have more people in your family, it could be a really good idea. So the next question he asks is, can I save money by eating more vegetables and less protein? And I have been doing this for a while now. So I'm not a vegetarian and I really enjoy meat. Like I love a burger. I love tacos. I love, you know, any kind of red meat pretty much that I can get my hands on, but it is expensive. And so this is an area where I've cut back on just to save our grocery budget. So since we're trying to stay on such a tight budget is that we try to eat a little less meat. And now I do need to get better about eating more vegetables instead of like filling it with carbs. So that's something that I'm working on, but I've already kind of started doing this. And I've also looked for cheaper protein options, like eating eggs for breakfast. I feel like that's a pretty cheap way to get in your protein. I think this is a really good idea. I don't know if my family could do it though, because Nick is a big meat eater. Like the protein's the favorite part of the meal for him. It's not for me. I like eating the vegetables and carbs more, but for him, that'd be a really hard cut back. So yeah, so maybe this is just one that your family's not willing to make. And again, that's why I like that it's set up as questions because he has a whole list of questions in each category. So if getting rid of your protein isn't something that you're willing to do, then maybe something else in his list is a little easier for you, I guess. But yeah, I've just already been naturally doing this just because, I mean, I like meat, but I just, I don't need it. I guess I I like the taste more than I feel like I need to have it at the meal. So, eh, it's it's pretty easy one for me to do. Then his next one is, can I save money by sticking to a grocery list at the store? And I definitely need to do this. Like, I don't even usually go grocery shopping. I make the list and I give it to Jacob and he goes because when I go grocery shopping, I come home with everything that we don't need and nothing that we did need. We had a really big problem with that when me and Nick first got married because we wouldn't make a grocery list. We would just go shopping together and anything we saw that looked good, we would buy, which is not good. We were buying way too much food, way too much junk. It was just costing us too much money. So now I make a list every time before we go shopping Lately, he's been going shopping because he didn't really want me going out with everything going on, but he sticks exactly to the list I gave him, and that's actually helping our budget a little bit, plus we're not wasting any food that we aren't able to eat in time. Jacob's really good at sticking to the list. He just doesn't like making the list, so I make the list, and he sticks to it, and it and it works for us. It's just a system that works for us because if I go into the grocery store, I want to not only spend so much money, but I want to break every diet that I'm trying to stick to and I want to have Oreos and cookies and oh look, doesn't that brownie batter look good? Yeah, let's make brownies tonight. So basically just like anything I see, I want to buy and I'm crazy bad about like wanting to buy like five different cereal brands (laughs) all at once because I love cereal and so I'm just 
it's not good. So it's just better if he goes. That's funny. I have that problem if I'm hungry when I go to the store. If I'm feeling a little bit hungry, I'm going to want to get everything. But if I just ate, then I'm good. I won't shop outside my list. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to figure out what works for you. So since I know that I can't go to the grocery store without spending way too much money, we, we tag teamed it. We made it work. And that's just kind of how we do stuff. So it's nice to have a teammate if you're, you know... If you're single and you got to do everything by yourself and you know that you're like this, you got to figure out another plan to get yourself to not spend so much money at the grocery store. Maybe you go to like a smaller grocery store that doesn't have as many options. So if you're going to more of a local mom and pop type grocery store, they might have less options and more just straightforward like produce and stuff like that. And maybe that would help you. That's a really good idea because the stores I go to have everything and it's very tempting. Right. Yeah, that's the type of stores we go to too. We have like an HEB, which is just a Texas grocery store brand right near us. And we have a Kroger right near us and we have a Walmart right near us. We just have all of the really good stores right near us where you can pretty much get whatever you want. So it's definitely willpower to not go and get, you know, 10 different sugary (laughs) drinks that really rack up the bill. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on now to the next category, which is housing. And one of his questions is, can I save money by getting a roommate or house hacking? Now, I don't know what Chris means by house hacking. I've never heard of this term before. So I'll definitely have to ask him about it. And you guys can head over to his Instagram and kind of question what that is. And I'm sure he can give us some really good insight into what house hacking is. But as far as getting a roommate, I did this all through college and after I graduated college until I was married. And then obviously being married, it's kind of like having a roommate. But So I've never lived alone and it definitely saves money. So when I was in college, I wanted to move out of the dorms because the dorms were really expensive and I was tired of paying that much money um, to live somewhere for like eight months out of the year. So I moved out with my cousin and we got an apartment together. It was a little further outside of where campus is because all the stuff by campus was pretty expensive. So we just had to drive like 10 minutes, which wasn't a big deal for me because I grew up living in the middle of nowhere where I had to drive at least 15 to 20 minutes to get anywhere I wanted. So having to drive 10 minutes to get to school, like it just, it didn't matter to me. But I think we paid each for our rent, like maybe 320 or 350 a month. I forget the exact number. I'd have to ask my cousin to see if she remembers, but I think that's pretty pretty cheap for housing to pay like $350 a month. That's definitely cheap. That's why you should consider getting a roommate. I have had roommates, but never in a situation where I like had the apartment with them really cuz I had roommates in my dorms at college and I had roommates um at my dorms for the military and then once I moved out of those I moved by myself because I knew I was going to be getting married soon so I just didn't see the point in having a roommate and then having to like kick them out kind of but it would have helped having a roommate on cost but it was also nice for me living by myself because after living with so many different people just being by myself was convenient and peaceful. And I would also say that if you are in that college age of your life don't be tricked by paying per bed so a lot of the places right by campus or at least where I went I went to the University of Akron and I'm sure it's very similar with whatever college you go to they'll be like oh it's $700 and you're like cool I'll get a couple roommates we'll split the $700 it'll be super cheap but that's not how they do it by the apartments that are right 
by campus it's like $700 per bed or per room so you don't actually get to save any money you're just paying that yourself and I just I got so angry about that and I'm like well I don't care if your apartment is super super nice and fancy I'm a college student I'm not making that much money I don't need a fancy apartment I'll go 10 minutes away from college get a cheap little rinky dink apartment that you know has its issues but is fine and I'll save so much money and I'll come out of college without that much debt which is what I did I barely had any debt coming out of college and I was in a really good space just because I saved so much money on housing yeah that's insanely high price just for a a room you're paying for because my whole apartment was like $700 where I was staying for a while so that seems a bit ridiculous that that's that much and you're gonna have roommates Oh yeah, it was crazy, especially because you're in Akron, Ohio. Like, calm down. It's not (laughs) like you're trying to find a place in a big city where it's expensive. It's a small city in Ohio. The cost of living is not that high in Ohio, so... It was just, I just thought it was ridiculous. And they're just trying to take advantage of the fact that college kids, your newfound freedom, you're like, oh, I want to live in a nice place. I want to live right on campus. I want all of these things. Who cares about money? Um, You know, I'll just take out more student loans to pay for it. That'll work in the end. And obviously, that's not a good way to go. Yeah, that, that'd be crazy. I think that kind of ties into another one of his questions in this category. If we can save money by moving to a less expensive part of town, which I think that's definitely a good thing to think about. But for me, where I'm currently living, uh, the less expensive parts seem kind of sketchy to me. So I, I didn't live in a less expensive part of town, really. I lived, I don't know if any part of town's really that nice, but the nicer areas, but I found the cheapest apartments in that area to move into. And I mean, they're not super nice. They're doable though. And I just felt safer being there. Yeah, I feel like I always try to go with the middle ground. So, you know, I didn't live in the most sketchy parts of Akron because I didn't feel safe doing that. I try to find a middle ground where it's like I'm not living in the most expensive apartment, but I still feel like okay with our location. And I felt that way about our location. I thought our location was good and didn't seem too scary to me about where we were. So yeah, I think that if you can move to a cheaper part, that's great, but just always keep in mind that you want to feel comfortable wherever you're living. All right, so the next category he has are utilities, and one of the first things he says is, can I save money by turning off the lights when I leave the room? And I am terrible at this. I've been terrible at this since I was a child. I always got in trouble from my parents for leaving lights on in the house everywhere I went, and now my husband yells at me for it, and I'm terrible at it, but I know Isabel's really good at this. I'm good at it, and I think it's just because we got yelled at so much when we were younger by our parents for this that it's kind of in my brain now you gotta shut it off right when you leave which is good for utility bills i suppose but it also just is nice i like the feeling of just the lights being on where i'm at yes yes i mean it's obviously it's a good idea it makes sense i'm just really (laughs) bad at it so i always have to be reminded but one of the things we did do to kind of help with this is that so we got these like led energy efficient light bulbs so they're a little bit more expensive at first but they last forever and they do help cut down the costs of your energy bill which is great and also we got the smart ones 
so they connect to our phone and then Jacob can just turn them all off as he walks out the door with his phone and I don't have to get yelled at for leaving everything on. Wow, I didn't even know you could do that from your phone. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I mean, there's other cool things like you can change the lights and do different settings and that's obviously fun to play with and our dog really enjoys one of the settings. It's called Soho and it changes into these pink and blue lights and it makes the room very like calming to him so it's kind of funny that our dog likes different colored lights but the actual practical part of the lights is that every single time we can turn it off from our phone and you know you are saving on your energy bill and you're creating less marital problems (laughs) that's true oh my gosh okay so his next category is shopping which is something a lot of people should look at because i know shopping it can be hard to save money or be thinking about saving money when you want to get something new. Shopping is a tough one for a lot of people. It has been the thing that I think Jacob struggled more with this than I did just because, I don't know, I, I'm not a things person. So when I want something, I I guess there's very few things that I want around my house besides like clothing. Like I would love to buy new clothing all the time, but I'm not the type of person who wants to just add more and more clutter to their house. Um, But I know that people do struggle with this. And one of the things he asks, which I like is, can I save money by using the 24 hour rule? So that just means waiting 24 hours before making any large purchases. I really like this, but I would go a step further and I would say it depends on the size of the purchase. So if you're contemplating, and obviously this changes for everyone's budget because money is relative. What is a lot of money to me is going to be different for you. Maybe what's a lot of money to me is a little money to you and vice versa. So for me, if I'm considering spending like $50, Okay, I should wait 24 hours and say like, do I really, really need this thing? Okay, that makes sense to me. But if I'm considering something that's, you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars, I think you should wait longer than 24 hours. It's still going to be there. It's not going anywhere. You're going to be able to buy it. So maybe you wait a week. Maybe for really big purchases, you even wait a month. So obviously this changes if like your washer or dryer breaks and you need a new washer and dryer. I understand that. But I'm just saying completely just like splurge purchases, you should really, really wait to see if you even still really want it. I think this is a great idea because recently for Nick's birthday, I got him a virtual reality headset and that is pretty expensive. I waited about three or four days, I think, to let him know if I thought we could afford to get it or not, and if it was going to be worth it. We decided to get it, but I'm glad we took the time to think about it at least, because right in the moment at first, like, this would be so cool if we had this. Let's just get it right now, even though you don't need everything that you think you want. (laughs) And one of the really great things about waiting is that you're going to have a guilt-free purchase. So you're not going to look at this purchase in a week and be like, oh man, I really wish I didn't spend the money on this. You're not going to do that. And I think having a guilt-free purchase just makes you enjoy the item better. And that's the whole point of buying it, right? Is that you get enjoyment out of it. So if you look at it every time and feel guilty for buying it, you're not really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I think it's good to wait too because some things might go on sale. I know when Nick was building a computer for himself. We talked about each thing before he was buying it because the parts are pretty expensive, but it took him a few months to build his computer because he was waiting around to see if different parts would be able to go on sale to buy them. So it's nice to try to look out for those sales if you can, if you don't need 
the item right away, it might be worth it to wait a little bit. Right. And remember, a sale only counts if you're going to buy it either way. If you only buy it because of the sale, you're not saving money. You're still spending money. So sales are only good if you're going to buy the item either way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And then also he asked, like, can you um, save money by searching for coupons or discount codes? And I think the easiest way I do this is we use that uh, the Honey extension on our computer. So if we're shopping online, Honey does it automatically, which is really great. We use that too. And it's found us quite a few discounts that we might not have known about without it. So might be worth looking into for everybody. Right. I agree. All right. Second to last category is entertainment. And he asked, can I save money by hosting friends for game nights? I do this all the time with my friends. So when we hang out with Haley and Cole, we always just stay in and play games and it's cheap and it's easy and we're all in a situation where we're trying not to spend a lot of money and this is just the best way to do it. And this is actually the thing I'm going to probably miss most when they move is just having those game nights and they're so easy to do. And I think it creates a really good friend dynamic too, because you're just spending so much time talking and laughing and hanging out and you're not worried about, oh God, I got to spend another $30 on dinner and then $20 on a movie and whatever it is. So I I really like this one. I like it too, because I think it's just fun in the first place. It doesn't even make me think about the fact that I'm saving money by staying in. I just enjoy hanging out with my friends in that way. So might be good for anybody else who's kind of a homebody. Yeah, this probably is a lot easier for people who are more homebodies or more introverts than extroverts. Um, Maybe this is a little bit harder if you are an extrovert and you love going out and doing things. And this might be harder for everyone as we get out of quarantine because you're really going to want to go out and experience things, which is totally fine. But after, you know, the newness of going back out again wears off, this is a really great idea to save money. And then he also talks about, can I save money by cutting the cable or changing providers? And this is something me and Isabel have done a long time ago was we cut the cable. We have our um, subscriptions that we use. So either like Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is, which you still have to keep in mind of how much you're paying for those things because those things can add up. But You can also share logins, which is what most people do. We don't pay for Netflix. We use somebody else's login and, you know, we do pay for Hulu, but we've also shared our Hulu password with people. So it's just nice to save money that way. I agree. For us, cable just wasn't worth it because I knew it was going to cost us a lot and we can just stream most of the stuff we want to see anyway or look at it on YouTube or I don't know. There's just so many options that are cheaper. Exactly. All right, the last category for Chris's questions is all about budgeting. So his first one says, can I save money by using budgeting apps to track my expenses? And 100%, this is what we do. I suppose we don't use an app. We use um, our Excel spreadsheet that we created, which if you're interested, you can still go over to livepotentially.com and download a free either Excel or Google Sheets spreadsheet. It tracks everything that you could possibly be spending. It also tracks your saving and kind of keeps you on track for your savings goals. So this is something Isabel and I have been doing for a couple of years and it definitely makes a difference. It's also what put into focus that I had to make a change in how we were spending because I could actually see the raw numbers of how much I was spending. Right. Even if it's not with our stuff, everyone should have some way of tracking their expenses for their budget because you can't really improve if you don't know exactly what you're spending on. You might forget about things like all the subscriptions you have or just, oh, I 
got one cup of coffee every day, but it adds up when it's an expensive cup of coffee. Like, it's really good to see it all broken down. Yeah, I agree. And then the last question he asks is, can I save money by automatically transferring a portion of every paycheck to savings? And so, Isabel actually does this kind of, it's not automatic, I guess, but she does it manually every month. Right. It doesn't automatically get pulled out of my paycheck and, like, direct deposited into my savings account. But every time I get paid, I do put a portion of it into savings. It's a different amount every month because I put as much as I can every month into my savings. So, I kind of go off how much we've been spending and put as much as I can. But it's important that I'm just putting any amount into savings. It's good to put a little bit in there, at least if you can so you can start building it up. I would go farther too by not just like your actual savings account, but this could mean your retirement savings and into your investments. So I have that where it automatically comes out of my paycheck. And I think this is really helpful to just keep you on track and you don't have to make the conscious decision every couple of weeks to actually save your money. You make it one time and then it just gets pulled out for you. So we only went over a few of the questions he had in here there was a lot more we didn't go over so if any of these intrigued you guys you should definitely go over to his instagram and check out all 35 of these questions he poses because i think it can be very very helpful i didn't even think about some of the things he had on here and you know you don't have to follow all of them but it's just good to consider things that could be saving you money completely agree and you can also follow us at live potentially on instagram and facebook and you can go to our website livepotentially.com if you want to download any of those spreadsheets that we were talking about and make sure you leave us a rate or a review on this podcast and we can't wait to talk to you guys next time (laughs) 